Good morning and welcome to LMH Business Stories on our live LinkedIn channel, uh, which we're really pleased that we sort of recently got the license to. And um, this morning, it's my absolute pleasure to introduce you to um, uh, the MD of Rosewood London, Michael Bonza. Um, many of you know Michael Bonza, um, and um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to Michael about his journey, you know, in the hospitality industry, you know, to date, and also a bit of insight how he's been um, working through uh, the pandemic and sort of the with a view to opening up, uh, you know, wholeheartedly very soon at Rosewood London. So, um, Michael, thanks uh, so much for for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, can you just start by giving people a little bit of your um, background? So, you know, where it all began. Okay. Well, that was quite some time ago, although in my head, I feel it wasn't that long ago. But uh, yeah, from a really early age, uh, I was a little kid, uh, single digit age, and I was running around my own, my parents' own hotel. So from a really early age, I was in the industry that was up in Inverness in Scotland. Um, which, uh, you know, has a great tourist season. So hotel was really busy during the summer. I loved as a young child, meeting people from different backgrounds and nationalities. Um, and yeah, just got really addicted to the industry from the sort of age of eight. <laughs> so, so uh, and then sort of continued on that, went to university in Scotland, in Glasgow, did hotel management, uh, and then in the same week I graduated, got on a plane and went straight to Boston uh, and started a 10-year career with Four Seasons um, in Boston, Toronto, and New York. Uh, yeah, which was uh, which was great. I mean, it literally was two days after my graduation. I was sort of, I hadn't really, I hadn't even been to Boston, hadn't really, you know, been to the States that much. So, um yeah, that was great. Um, and then came back to London. Uh, and I think I've been back maybe, I don't know, 12, 13 years. Um, and started my career in London at Claridge's for four years. And then came over to Rosewood and opened, opened the hotel, actually, uh, about eight and a half years ago, I think now. Wow, incredible. I mean, is there any sort of highlights um, then um, in that journey? That you can sort of, if someone's listening and thinking, "Gosh, what a, well, I'd love to do what he's doing." Like, is there any highlights or key learnings you'd like to sort of share along the way? When I look back at my career, and I kind of alluded to it there, I guess I just accepted things and did things without thinking about them too much. Um, so, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was on that plane. I was in Boston. I was there for a year and a half. Then I went to Toronto. I'd never been to Toronto. I didn't even go and see the city before I went there. Just, you know, I just thought it was so important whilst I was younger, whilst I could travel, whilst I could get experience in very different styles of property, different sizes of city um, that, you know, just do it, you know. And I think <laughs> what the last, what COVID has taught us is that perhaps we shouldn't be thinking about things too much and just doing things. You know, life is short, time is short. We just never know what's in front of us, right? Um, so, and for me, it was really important. I knew that I didn't really want to go to a resort or to a faraway island. Like I'm a city person. Uh, so it was important for me to kind of build up Boston, Toronto, Manhattan, you know, build up in size and pace of city. Uh, so that's what was important to me. And I was lucky that Four Seasons, you know, could back that 
uh, and, and transfer me and do that, um, which was great. But I always wanted to come back to the UK, um, you know, and, and Claridge's was, was great to come into London and be at Claridge's. Um, and then, but then I, you know, I really wanted to open a, a new property and have put my mark on something. And as much as I sort of love my time at Claridge's, you know, Rosewood came up and it was the most exciting opening, you know, for, for, the, for some time. So I thought, okay, got to pull the plug and go. Yeah, I remember it well, and, and it just seems like yesterday, actually, <laughs> that you opened it. Um, and it's such an incredible achievement. So you're now MD at Rosewood London. So, you know, and what do you think then, after all that you've learned along the way, like makes you a good sort of leader? Like what makes a good MD? I mean, I think you just got to involve yourself in every area. You know, you've got to have knowledge of every part of the business uh, and throw yourself into areas where you wouldn't necessarily sort of be attracted to. Um, so you do need to have an opinion on sales and marketing. You do need to have an opinion on finance. You do need to know about food and beverage. You need to know about you know, the, the room side of the business. You really need to have that overarching uh, knowledge throughout the business. And it's, and it's difficult because in hospitality, you normally come up through two different channels. You either come up through food and beverage or you come up through the room side of the company. Um, but at some point then you've actually got to bridge the gap because you have all this knowledge on one side of the business, but not the other. So you've got to start getting that knowledge and bringing in experts, bringing in people that know more about those certain topics than you do. Um, and, you know, but then making strategic decisions um, on, um, on those areas that perhaps you're not so fully um, aware of. I also think as an MD, you have to throw yourself into the community around the hotel. You have to understand uh, the local community, uh, the city or destination you're in. Uh, you know, the hot hotels now are so integral to people's lives uh, and lifestyles that you cannot just talk to the international traveler, you know, and well, Thankfully, Rosewood London doesn't because, you know, we won't probably be seeing international travellers for a few more months yet. Uh, so, you know, the hotel has to talk to the local community. Yeah, and and I guess that's probably also the fact is, luckily, you do have a lot of experience in just because, you know, I imagine you've never seen a global pandemic like this one that you've had to actually get your team through right. and work through. Would that be correct? <laughs> Yes, uh, I hope we'll never see it again. But no, I mean, I don't think any of us thought, you know, this would ever happen because hospitality, we live in such a fast paced, fully packed day industry. And, you know, just to grind that to a halt, I mean, literally a halt, uh, it's just, you know, never, no, no uh, fathom this could happen, you know. Um, but I think now, you know, there's a clear pathway coming out of it. We do have these dates. Hopefully, they sort of sit there and they don't sort of shift around. Uh, but you know, now we're excited because we sort of, we can plan now uh, with some sort of structure, which is which is great. Well, at least I mean the end is in sight, right? Isn't it for all of yeah. us? Like it hasn't been easy for any of us in business. I think during lockdown, especially the hospitality industry. So, tell me, how have you been sort of working through this with the team? I imagine you know, you've had to change the way you do business to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, we didn't open 
in a little bit later, because last year you could actually open a hotel from the 4th of July, but we waited till September 1st. We wanted to make sure from a health and safety standpoint, like, you know, that it was fully sort of safe to come back to work. And uh, so we stuck to September 1st and we've actually stayed open since September 1st. Like Rosewood London today is open, um, obviously for very few clients and for very few exemptions to the rules that can go ahead. Um, but, you know, we really wanted to uh, open and then stay open because it's so difficult, um, you know, for to stop, to close and open, close and open, close and open any business, you know. But, um, but it's allowed us actually to keep quite a large, a large number of people still working uh, because we can still take inquiries uh, because, you know, there's no one booking for tomorrow, but there's a lot of people booking for corporate business, for next year, group business, weddings, social business, you know, all of that. People are getting excited about booking that. So, um, so you need that team. And because we do have a few guests staying, we can have other members of the team come in and out of the business and work. So, you know, um, because the, I think the worst thing is that you have employees that have been sitting on furlough or at home for a year. And then, you know, you expect them to come back with the same enthusiasm and passion that they had last March. Like, that's tough. Um, but I also think today we don't, we've never understood the business as best as we do today. You know, um, the time that we've had uh, to really look at the business, look at all of our expenses, look at all of our contracts, all that time-consuming stuff that you never get to because the operation, you know, uh, sort of derails uh, those projects. Um, we've never understood the, the business as best as we do today. And, um, and you know, and now we're looking at, it, well, we already are, new markets, new clients, diversifying as well. You know, but we never had to do that because we've always had 85% occupancy. Yeah, we've always been in such a rush actually just servicing, haven't we? But I think for all of us being able to, Sort of do a bit of a spring clean have a look at the direction and actually strategize because i've noticed actually and i'm and i have to say i think you've done a wonderful job at at um you, you tend to as you say you're always willing to to give things a go like you know like you're doing more lives i've seen actually you've been doing um I did, you, you did your short feature on the on the penthouse like you've been really proactive you've been embracing digital like you've just been making things happen a lot more than probably you would have done before would that be correct yeah, you've got to stay out there. You know, it's uh, all those lovely events that we used to attend in London and all the social networking and, and so forth. They're, they're obviously not happening. So, I mean, I've look, I look at my calendar sometimes and I think, why is my calendar today busier than it was uh, a year ago when the hotel was open? And I actually think to myself, how am I going to do this calendar when the hotel is fully open? Like, how's that going to work? Uh, you've just got to put yourself out there you know, and um, and talk about the business and what's ahead and look at this in as much of a positive light as possible. And it's important for our clients, but it's also important for the workforce as well. You know, we've got to remain positive. And I must say, you know, the company with our new announcements, you know, over the past six months, we've announced Rosewood St. Bart's, Rosewood Madrid, uh, Rosewood Porto Cuervo, Rosewood uh, uh, Rome, um, you know, they haven't opened, but their projects have been signed and they've already started either being built or refurbished. I mean, that's the 
positive message, you know, and our and our associates are like so happy that you know nothing nothing stalled. Uh, you know, we've, we're just forging ahead, you know, and try and get, you know, and just make the best of it, you know. Um, and we're still, we've been, uh, you know, the construction site at the second Rosewood property in Grosvenor Square has been moving ahead as well. Um, so we're fully on track there. Uh, so it's, you know, you just got to keep going, keep going through it, getting yourself out there, getting the name of the hotel out there. So when people can book, can come back and sit in the restaurant, they know they're open, you know you're there, and they know what you're doing. Yeah, and you, you've also, I mean, it sounds like this kind of balance might be here to stay a little bit because we've learned these things to be connected digitally. And, I mean, were you doing sort of the home deliveries and packaging? You know, like I, can, I see a lot of hotels have been doing that. Did you do the same? Yeah, we, um, we were flirting with that a couple of months ago, but as cases were still quite high and there was still a lot of uncertainty, you know, we wanted just to keep as many staff members kind of working from home and at home. So since that's kind of changed over the last few months, we've now started home delivery so you can enjoy, you know, afternoon tea at home, uh, uh, Callum Franklin's pies, uh, bottled cocktails from Scarf's Bar. Uh, we also do champagne delivery, wine delivery, alcohol is quite popular right now still. Uh, so we're here to help everyone with that. But um, yeah, and it's proving to be really popular. So um, yes, yeah, so you can get Mother's Day gifts in right now. It's all on the website. Um, and you know, we're gonna keep that through the entire year as well. And what we've realized is that we can add to that. So there's also non-food and beverage items on there too. You know, cookbooks that we've come out with, Chinaware, uh, we're probably gonna add like our beds on there, our linens on there. Because, you know, shopping more online and doing more online activities isn't going to disappear on June 21st when all the restrictions leave. I mean, that is something that's going to continue through the rest of the year, at least for sure. You know, people are going to be a little bit hesitant still to come back to fully their normal uh, sort of lives. Um, so, you know, it's back to that point where, you know, it's really forced us to relook at the business very differently. Yeah, I can, and I can see that. I think we've all learnt a little bit like that. I mean, we're the same at our match. Like, you know, we've been proactively trying to remain connected and let everyone know we're still here along the way. And I think we've been doing so much more of our content because there's just such a need for and trying to keep people connected in conversation. And we're always sort of saying, keep marketing, keep proactive. Sure, you need to be a bit conservative, but the back end of the year is coming now, isn't it? We've all got this vaccine's kicking in and the end is in sight. And I imagine we're all gonna have a really busy end of the year. So, um, you know, like I think we've, the, the light is at the end of the tunnel now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's right now, you know, it's, for us, it's just trying to understand how the rest of the world will open up. I mean, initially, we know we're going to be welcoming the domestic market uh, for the you know for the first few months at least because those are that's the only market that we'll be able to travel sort of fully around. It's then just trying to understand what comes next, what European countries open up next, when does America open up next? Because really, for luxury, not just hospitality, but for retail as well, and for you know for restaurants and bars and everything else that goes with it, you know, so much of uh, businesses revenue comes from an international client. So, and when does that happen? And, you know, when does Asia start to travel? When does the Middle East start to travel? And what you want, what we want to try and understand is that um, we're talking to those markets pre 
that travel ban being lifted so that we're kind of ahead of the curve. Uh, so we're already talking to some Asian um, airlines about promotions coming up sort of in the latter half of the year so that when travel's lifted, like Rosewood London, Rosewood is already there and we already have promotions and, you know, and a voice in place. Uh, so there's a bit of crystal ball work still to be done. But, um, but you know, initially, we're going to be so happy to get at least Alfresco Dining opened up on the 12th of April and just get people back, you know, at least, you know, into the courtyard space, uh, dining outdoors. Um, I mean, I think even if the weather is bad, I think we're all going to be running out with our coats and hats on. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully we have the warmest April on record. I mean, that would be a lovely gift to get. Well, absolutely. I think um, we'll be running there for your uh, fresco dining as well. <laughs> I think we've all been bursting. We don't, you don't realise just actually, you know, before I was saying you're going to events, you're going to lunches, just sort of networking and, and connecting through business. Just yeah. we miss that human connection, I think. So um, we can't wait to get back. And, um, and, absolutely. and if it's outside, we'll be happy. Hopefully we get some good weather. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're blessed that we have the outdoor space, but so many businesses that don't have outdoor space are getting so creative right now about where can we do that outdoor space? Even if it's six tables on the street outside your front door, you know, just do it, you know, because it's, it's you know, it's, it's the excuse then to just get out on social media, get out to your clients. We're open. This is open. Come and join us. We've missed you. You know, even if it's you know, it just means so much just to get the doors open, even just a little bit, you know. Yeah, and get some movement, get some traction. And so you're saying April 12th, Alfresco Dining, and then in May, yeah. you are to welcome domestic guests again, or at least... Yeah. May 17th, then, the exemptions to travel are lifted domestically, so you can then come to the hotel for a leisure stay. And we're already seeing that, that, that first weekend after the 17th, so I think the 21st, 22nd of May, there's already a spike in occupancy because, you know, people are like, we need to get out of the house. And, you know, we can't travel to, we can't travel overseas. So it's it's the UK right now. And, you know, the country hotels will do exceptionally well. We saw that the last time, you know, you know the Cotswolds, the Coast, you know, all of the, you know, Scottish, more of the, the sort of the quieter regions will actually do very well, the Lake District and so forth. It's always the cities that come back a bit later and that's what we just need to watch that, you know, there's a very strong message out there that London's back open um, and other cities, Manchester, you know, whatever it is, that the cities are also um, back on track, stores are open, theatres are coming back. I know all the museums want to come back, you know, the tourist attractions, all of that needs to open up too so that, you know, London's seen as, you know, that buoyant, vibrant, you know, city that, we love, you know. Yeah, and I guess you want to put that word out, don't you? You say, come back, everyone, come back to yeah. business in London, you know, go to the theatres. I mean, I think, um, you know, the, 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 for the culture, and I mean, it, it's needed, isn't it? We want people to sort of be prepared to get back out of their homes because we've all been here um, and actually embrace London again and, and enjoy all the beautiful things that we have. That's it, absolutely. And um, speaking to a lot of, other businesses such as the like the British Museum and the Tate and um, you know some of the theaters I know the theaters are having a tough time about when is that opening date for them like 
when can they physically actually put a show on? But um, you know, everyone's so uh, everyone just wants to get back open as soon as possible. So you know, I really feel that London will feel alive. You know, actually probably sooner than we think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, um, thanks so much for joining us today. Always uh, great to hear from you and get some insight into what's happening in the industry and also Rosewood London. So um, we'll definitely get you back again, maybe once you're open and we'll absolutely. come down to visit. But um, thanks so much for um, telling us your story. Um, appreciate you joining us. Thanks very much. Good to see you. And uh, we'll see you for dinner very soon. Yes, we'll be there for some alfresco dining. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> see you.